good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. We have such wonderful music and such wonderful meditations here at SLC. I'm so appreciative of our team. And I want to say Happy New Year. Now, how long do we keep saying that? It seems like we should be moving on by now. But I found myself in the store on like the 5th saying Happy New Year to somebody. And then I thought, I think I need to stop doing that. But certainly when it comes to New Year's resolutions, many of us have already moved on. I mean, it is the 9th of January. Well, resolutions seem like a good idea, we all know that when we make big resolutions with the intention of completely changing our lives, we set ourselves up for disappointment. There's this arbitrary date and time that we buy into, and then we pretend we can wipe the slate clean and start completely over again. And that isn't how it works, and we all know that, but many of, of us persist in this pursuit. While thinking about a theme for January of 2020, the words new and improved popped into my mind. And then I immediately thought about buying a new and improved laundry detergent only to find out it was improved with a new color. The liquid was now blue instead of pink. That was the extent of the new and improvement. Now, in my world, that was an improvement because it was blue instead of pink. But that is hardly what we expect when we read the advertisement, right? New and improved is a good idea, but it can be so misleading. And it seems that most of us have things we do want to change in our lives, whether it be in our external lives or our internal lives. We can try and try to change the external world, but until we make that internal shift, our experience will always be the same. Where we get confused or lost is when we try to do a complete internal-external makeover all at once. Somehow we get into the space where we decide we completely need to change. And then we think we have to do it all on our own. When we decide we are alone, have to do it without help, we often just give up and then we declare ourselves a failure. The first step is to realize that we are not alone. Wait, no. The first step is to realize that there's nothing wrong with you. Just because you want to make some changes and approach circumstances in a different way does not mean that you are wrong or bad. You just want to up your game, refine your relationship with life a little bit better, clear out that inner closet. Now, the impetus for this talk came, as usual, from a really odd thought that hit me one day. 
As I finished a chore and headed for the shower, I looked at the ink on my hand and I thought, I am really glad God made us washable. And then I laughed at myself and I moved on. But then a story started to write itself in my head. Now, before I tell the story, I want to say I don't subscribe to an external God who spends the day and night looking down on us and judging. Nor do I subscribe to God as a parental figure. I see source as a primal energy out of which we were all made. Still, it can be helpful to use some of that imagery to discuss or explain ideas. And so the story goes like this. At God Incorporated, a big project is on underway. They're working on Project Earth. This day, God is meeting with two archangels, Archangel Research and Archangel Development. After a moment of silence, so they're all centered, God asks, so how's the project going? Anything I need to know? Archangel Development replies, it's going very well. We are close to introducing the humans, you know, the ones you love so much. Good, good, says God. Are there any major concerns? Archangel Research says, well, we are putting them on a big ball made of dirt and water. They might get muddy. Uh Uh-huh, says God. Can you make them washable? Oh, yes, we have the technology. We just wanted to check with you. Do you want to make them impervious so nothing sticks to them or just make them washable? God thinks for a moment. Washable is fine. It will give them a time to relax, recharge, remember. Got it, says development. Anything else, asks research? God gazes out the window in deep thought. We are sending them into a very challenging situation. The archangels nod. And, God continues, they may lose their way. They may forget who they are, make mistakes. Again, the archangels nod. God turns, compassion emanating from its core. I think they should be washable on the inside too. The archangel's eyes light up and development says, oh, yes, I wonder what they will name them. We're letting them do that, you know. God pulses with light and says, no, this is my gift to them. I shall name it. I shall call it grace. Then God coalesces into a more solid form and turns to its desk and it says, send me the specs. Grace, what is it? Eric Butterworth defines grace as when something is not as bad as it could be or better than you expect it to be. And that's a good start. But the idea that grace is our ability to wash ourselves on the inside really appeals to me. I like it because it means I am not stuck with the stuff I don't like about myself. It means I can change. And I like it because behind the energy of grace are love and compassion. When I imagine this story, my image of God is a holy energy emanating pure love, as it says, we shall call it grace. 
Grace means that we are not stuck. Grace means that there is always hope. Grace means that there is always an open door or window. And you may say, oh sure, that sounds good, but grace is capricious. I never know when it's going to hit. This is where it gets really interesting. Because I believe that we can participate in grace. We can initiate grace in our own and the lives of others. Grace helps us remember who we are when we are most challenged. Grace helps us forgive when it is the hardest. Grace is that gentle energy that floats into our lives and makes us stop and take notice. Grace is that energy that moves with us and changes perspective, both ours and other people's. I do believe that we can access grace for ourselves and for others. Grace is here all the time. As our story says, grace is built in. But we still kind of don't know what grace is, do we? So I went to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary to see what those gentle people have to say. And one of the definitions is unmerited assistance given to humans for their regeneration and sanctification. And then another one was a state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance. Something about divine assistance here. Another definition was deposition to or an act of kindness, courtesy, or clemency. You can grace someone with a title. You can grace someone with your presence. I agree with the divine assistance part. Grace is part of our divine makeup. So we can grace ourselves. I mean, if we can disgrace ourselves, surely we'd be able to take it the other way and grace ourselves. That only makes sense to me. Grace is a divine gift, but that does not mean we have to wait for grace to grace us with her presence. We can certainly bestow it on others as well. The other day, I witnessed what I would call everyday grace. I was in the Joanne Craft Store, and as I came into the line to check out, there were two cashiers working, and both of them were waiting on someone. There are three women in front of me, and just as I walked up, someone came behind me. And as we waited, the conversation from one of the pay stations drifted our way, and some customer was trying to return or exchange something we quite never knew, and the cashier was explaining that it couldn't happen the way the customer wanted it to. And they went round and round and round, and it just seemed like it was going on forever. Now, those of us standing in line started to look at each other, but it didn't turn into a blame situation. We started chatting about other things, although one woman did say, shake her head and say, that poor girl just doesn't understand. But we talked about earrings, and we looked at each other, and, and we kind of laughed. And finally, after, I'm guessing, five minutes, the transaction finally was resolved. The woman who was next walked up, and she was, the first thing she did was tell that cashier how well she had handled the situation. And then the woman who walked by to the other cashier did the same thing. She stopped and complimented this girl. And then as I walked by, I stopped and told her how amazing she was as well. The cashier who waited on me, the one who had stood like five feet away from that whole conversation and had to listen to the whole thing, even told me that she was amazed and impressed. And then, as I picked up my bag, 
another woman came up to the beleaguered cashier and very quietly and politely said, is it okay if I do a return? The cashier said, of course, and everybody who had been listening to this just burst out laughing. It was a God moment. It was so cool. By the grace of God, that woman, I think her name may have been Amanda, was showered with gratitude, appreciation, compassion, and humor after such a difficult thing that she had walked through. Her own grace in the situation attracted more grace. That was not only a gift to her, but to all of us who participated, from listening to choosing not to be mean girls and simply, simply support the one who was in distress. If we wait about for grace to come to us, we will get uneven results. Because yes, grace leaks in, spreads out, and fills our lives and souls. Still, when we are open to grace, that thing that feels so unearned, so undeserved, we experience it in the most common places and times. Grace comes not because we earned it, but because it lives within us. You know, evolutionary mysticism holds a secret. The secret is that humanity is an unfinished adventure with all kinds of evolutionary transformations possible through our innate divine nature. I say it's a secret because so few people are really aware of this innate nature. Still, I suspect that every human at one time or another gets the sense that it is possible to not only evolve, but to evolve magnificently. Sure, sometimes we only get glimpses, but there is always that idea that we can get better. And then we interpret that to mean there is something wrong with me and I have to change it and I have to do it now and I have to do it all by myself all at once. Boy, are we hard on ourselves or what? If we could only accept ourselves as we are in this very moment, just be, imagine how focused and grounded we would be. Let's take a moment to practice this. Take a breath and just relax as you exhale. And then say out loud if you can, or say it to yourself, I am who I am. I am just the way I am meant to be. It's okay. Everything is okay. Now take another breath and let it go. Allow yourself to recognize the back talk forming in your mind, but try not to buy into it right now. Try to stay in that okay moment. Now later, on your own, try this exercise again, and you can use your own words. And then write or draw or sing or dance or say some of the back talk you gave yourself. Now remember our story. The God energy knew we might forget who we are. We might get lost sometimes but we are washable inside and outside. We can wash away the negative thoughts. So we can listen to our back top talk, then bathe our minds in light and love to transform our thoughts into ones of uplifting hope and joy. We can decide to take better care of ourselves or do something we love or clear out that closet, not because there's anything wrong with us or that we are bad people, we are simply unfinished. Just as we physically grow from infancy to childhood to teenhood to adulthood, we move through phases emotionally and spiritually as well. 
And no one, no one can pretend that we don't live in challenging times. Circumstances are difficult in so many ways right now. We have been thrown far out of our comfort zones, and each time we start to settle in, it seems like something else crops up. It's like, I was looking forward to 2022, and then I realized that 2022 is an election year, and I started to wonder what a comfort zone even feels like anymore. But the whole world is in transition, and it's important to remember that it is the whole world, not just a few of us. And this is a perfect place and time for personal transformation. To transform means to change our form, and in this case, the case of humanity, it means to go within to see who we are in the moment and then remember where we came from and become more of who we are, not less, more. And who are we? We are souls with bodies. We are students and teachers. We are the channels through which first source, the God energy, expresses itself. We are perfectly imperfect by design. We come out of the package already loaded with the ability to move through this life. The ability to clear our minds and do the things a new way is inherent in us. Just remember this. There is nothing wrong with you. And whatever you want to change can come in increments. Take the pressure off. Appreciate yourself for who you are. You are the one who the God energy filled with the capacity to transform and transcend. It is a gift, unearned, unmerited, always available. It is called grace. And so it is, and may the joys of the world go with you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Oh